Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Dave, we got a special guest. We do. What? Oh, this guy you here. Should, you should know that guy. I do. I got to tell you, I'm proud to say this is my dear Uncle Chris. Welcome to the show, Uncle yes. Chris. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Um, he's uh, he's He used to travel around all over the place with his job, and he's uh, settled down, you know, and, and close by. So he's been around a lot more i'm like oh my gosh we have got to get him in here yeah well his radio voice is i know perfect so so pretty soon it's going to be never too serious with scott and chris <laughs> <That's right. laughs> dave will be the producer back there but by god i will be here <laughs> that's funny well so today was on the show we're talking about uh year 2021 yeah. and kind of year in review talking about some of the highlights and maybe not so highlights yeah it's uh, been a very fast but drawn out year it's like how could it be feel like it's three years put into one but it went by so fast i'm really confused with how i feel about this last year i had two i had a hard time actually thinking back remembering some of the things because it's been kind of a blur right like i i actually thought that um jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself this year too you know but i'm not even sure when that was now you know i, I mean everything's blended together I feel like I'm in a weird time warp. I agree. I, until I sat down and started looking for some fun clips to play, mm. I had a hard time thinking about stuff to, to do. So, yeah. How, how was your year, Chris? Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to bring a little reality into this, guys, because obviously <laughs> I'm much older than both of you. Um, and the fact of life is that this year is just like every other year. They all go by fast. Mm. A lot of stuff happens that you forget happened this year that actually happened at the end of last year. So it, it's just, it's been different stuff and that, it's that been weirder fair. stuff. It's stuff that none of us have ever dealt with before with, you know, this disease that's been floating around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these other controversies and politics and stuff, uh, all these different things that are going to be great to talk about. But you know what, in the, all the time I've been alive, what I've noticed is that stuff happens every year. Is that right? Well, let's, let's chit chat about COVID a little bit yeah. because uh, you're only a little bit older than us. Uh, have you thank you have you experienced anything i'm I'm sure you you know we haven't had a famous disease or or virus or something but have you ever experienced how society has responded to something like this well my my thoughts on it is and what i've realized that uh, i've noticed during this whole start back in when it when it all came about is one this is like a a scene out of so many movies i've seen okay Mm -hmm. and two if you guys watch much of the of the world national type news every year, it seems like every other year in China, when you see film clips of their news, the whole world in China is running around with face masks on. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's the bird flu. It's this flu. It's that flu. They've got different kinds of um, maybe pandemics in a in mm-hmm. a regional basis. Maybe that's on. how they uh, keep their everybody in check over there <laughs> by releasing these viruses, yeah, well, it, or it, just it, saying they're released. <laughs> <laughs> Scaring people, scaring your public is a good way of controlling Mm -hmm. them, as we've been learning. Mm -hmm. We we did one on Australia, and they're showing straight lies about things to just scare them into complying, I guess. Yeah, the the lockdowns in in Australia are very surprising, I think, probably to both of us, but just because, you know, they're very westernized. They're very much like us. And when you see them requiring papers to go more than what well, was it three kilometers yeah, from that three from the, kilometers from yeah. the house and, and you the know, military is there to assist and, them and in the that. military is there and those are our people you know and they're yeah if you guys want to catch the, the episode it's right here ah yes <laughs> they don't hover around me <laughs> no uh, but yeah i mean the, the lockdowns it's interesting to see how they handle it because they're almost like a test bed for things that they can implement here. Right. Now we all live, you know, here and you're sporting your Oregon stuff today. Uh, we've had probably more lockdowns than some other, well, of course, like Florida and Texas we're, right. we're worse here, but it seems like Australia kind of tests the waters for these things right. and Oregon implements them. <laughs> and then Oregon. Yeah. 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 I'll say this from my standpoint, Australia surprised me and that they've taken it in a place that I would have far more expected to be from places like, you know, countries that were once part of the Soviet Union. Oh, mm-hmm. we completely agree. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. so. we, we, we were thinking the same thing. It yeah. was it was shocking to us that that they that these people were going through that. And and they're so compliant. R- yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, so are we. OK, you know I mean? good point. We it, it shocks me that we were so well. Sca- uh, scaring people does a lot mm-hmm. to people, and and we're we're kings at it. 
mm-hmm. you know. Uh, well, the so we've learned a ton this year about COVID, but the scare has gotten uh, worse. It's increased over time. We, you know, we're the latest is Omicron, the latest variant, and people are scared about it, not because it's any more deadly. In fact, it's from what we hear, it's less deadly. There's less likelihood that you'll be hospitalized. Mm. But you're more likely to catch it. Well, hell, that sounds like the best virus to get, you know? <laughs> well, go ahead. No, no, well, go ahead. I, I was going to say the, the one thing that I've noticed about the Omicron already is it depends on which side is presenting the message about it. <laughs> but it's either really easy to catch and it's going to be very deadly as it continues to evolve or it's nothing more than the average flu and they're going to soon have a pill for you to take mm-hmm. however many times you have to take it a year, but that will manage it and make it even less than the right. Way. Right. Chris, have you, have you watched anything from Joe Rogan? Oh yeah. I love it. Yeah. So he had a doctor on recently was Peter McCullough. That sounds about that right. About, I'm, some, not, I'm not too sure. Sorry if I'm butchering that name, but very interesting conversation between those guys, uh, dang near three hour long. And I've sat through all of it because it was so interesting about, you know, how the, the different uh, therapies have been sort of suppressed and banned in, in different areas, and the the vaccines have been pushed so much. And it seems like in the, the, the world of hospitals, doctors, and medicine, you should be treating things a little bit differently. You know, you should be working with the patient to help them get better right. instead of just blanketly saying, oh, yeah, just get the vaccine because it'll... Well, so far, it hasn't prevented spread. Well, <laughs> so. well for either one of you guys, um, have you noticed that, you know, throughout 2021, it was, everything was locked down and everybody's like, uh, you know, you can't go to certain places, especially, you know, the mom and pop shops, you know. Oh, yeah. But have you noticed that the scare factors intensify when we start getting our rights back? Like, like when, when, when companies are starting to allow people without masks in, it seems like the news starts really hammering down, like how scary it is. Somebody showed me it was a, uh, it was like a commercial for Christmas and there was like a, there was like a backhoe digging a grave, you know, it's like, what are you guys doing? Mm -hmm. And it's like, because people are tired of it and people are going to gather at Christmas time and they're going, wait for those people that are going to be like freaked out let's remind them that they could die or kill anybody at any moment it's you talked about it in an earlier podcast you were saying you know how they give you they give you a little bit of freedom and everyone celebrates that little tiny increase in freedom and then Mm. the next thing new variant i got you know i got pretty upset earlier especially in in oregon and it was probably this year that we were on i don't know how you call it but we were on like code red five you know uh (laughs) lockdowns and Mm -hmm. how crazy we were and then everybody was upset and then they dropped it down to you know just under that and everybody's like yay Mm -hmm. we can have six people in one room and i'm like you guys are celebrating being tied up that's not celebratable (laughs) it's all or nothing people at least in my opinion it's i want my i want my unsafe liberty back (laughs) make my decisions i'll make my decisions of how safe I can be. Mm, I can't wait to the day where we can really look back on this time uh, and and describe all the mistakes that were made and how government can get out of hand. You know, we've had this uh, Second Amendment argument with different, you know, liberals over time about, you know, carrying guns and why would you even need a gun, you know, with society right, the way right. it is. Well, we might look back at, well, these are good examples. This is why. Right. And so, you know, our founders had some pretty good stuff. Well, like like Chris mentioned, this is not necessarily all new stuff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I mean, this stuff keeps happening, but you know, there's some different, you know, aspects to it, but you know, we're freaking about out about this, you know, in 1600s, 1800s, they had their stuff to tend to. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of repeated. It's just mm-hmm. it's yeah. And I was hoping Chris was going to enlighten me that the time slows down, not speeds <laughs> up. Uh, eventually, it oh does, easy easy. Eventually, it does come to a halt. Okay, I'm just not you know anxious for that to happen. No, I don't want it to come to a halt. <laughs> so, but but back to what we were just talking about, guys. Um, you know, you you were mentioning something along the lines of when things get sort of back to normal. 
Mm-hmm. And I have a different perspective on that. And I don't think things will ever go back to what we remember it was before the COVID. Mm-hmm. Because once they push things out, and I call it pushing the edge of the envelope on any topic, when our, and when our government uses fear, they, like you said, push it out, bring it back a little so that you celebrate. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, we're getting back towards normal. But they never bring it back all the That's way. Right. Mm-hmm. Push it out even further. Bring it back. Yes, sir. And eventually it gets out there to where, and there's so many things that have happened in our lifetime, my lifetime especially, being a little longer, that I can look back now and say, you know what? I remember when, and that was not something that was accepted in society. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, it's always been a part of it is what it right. means. And I've used the idea of like, you know, you have a wire or a piece of metal that's strong and you bend it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can bend it back, and you, know, you bend it again. Next thing you know, you're going to break. And I feel that that's what they're attempting to do is slowly mm-hmm. break us all. You know? Yeah. Well, it's the the you know the frog in the boiling pot yeah, of water yeah. sort of scenario. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, w- I wanted to switch over and, and talk a little bit about Biden. Well, hey, you know, the, he happens to be involved in a lot of stories throughout 2021. Well, it's just such an interesting turn of events when he got elected and, and you know, the circumstance in which he did get elected and all the promises he made about how great things were going to be and how he was going to just nail, you know, get rid of COVID and, and you know, we're going to be this great America again. Well, we are, right? We built that better. <laughs> yeah. You and, know, and to be fair, they should never have put a tongue twister for the president to have to worry about trying to say. <laughs> oh my goodness, he doesn't need slogans. <laughs> yeah, one one of the one of the famous things that came out this year was the "Let's Go Brandon." Ooh, have you guys heard that? Like, even have, in yes. even in church. <laughs> I will tell you where. Um, you know, have my workplace, my guys kind of start their day with it. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> and there they go. Well, and let's go. Brandon is a prime example of an attempt to cover up. It's the a media cover up something. I don't know. Well, I'm going to play the, I'm going to play the original clip of where it actually came from. And I agree. I, I think that there's a point where, you know, the media is kind of covering up and maybe she was just, Realized, oh, this is this is not good, right? <laughs> so oh, no. she's got to cover it up. But then it's but such it, a great example of how media has covered up so much stuff this year. And it's also, uh, you know, when you hi- she highlighted what not to do, so everybody's going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. You told me before this race that if you were to win, it would be incredible. How does the reality of this moment live up to the dream? Oh my God, this is just. Everything we've hoped and dreamed for, this is uh, everything I've ever wanted to do is take the trophy home to mom and dad. And oh my God, thank you so much, Larry's Lemonade. Thank you so much, Trade the Chain. <laughs> thank you so much, Jabs Construction. Thank you, Mid Atlantic. Thank you to all of our partners. Oh. oh my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh, my God. It was uh, it learning how each line didn't uh, stay to one. And everything shifted top to bottom so much that it was kind of like, okay, let's just stay patient where we're at and hope for the best. And we uh, we saw our moment. It's just so funny that you can hear the crowd kind of get bigger and bigger right. and bigger. And then I don't get, like, the 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 lady who's doing this interview, she didn't, there, sh- there should have been, like, some other cut, you know, away from her. I don't know. How, just saying it outright like that seems what? to have made it worse. Oh, I, I, if she didn't point it out, we would know we wouldn't be saying it. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that. And, and this poor Brandon guy, talking about yeah. stealing his thunder. Yeah. You know, I won. Everybody's talking about, you know, Biden, not me. Yeah, Brandon Brown was his name. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he had just won at Talladega. Yeah, everybody has a t-shirt now. I mean, I mean, it, I, know. I don't know if this one will go away. I hope it doesn't. I mean, it's a nice way of, you know, telling Biden F off. Well, it's <laughs> funny how they actually try to ban now. Let's go, Brandon. Like, yeah, we're not even true. saying anything derogatory. <laughs> They're only saying somebody else's name. Like, like I'd like to see a workforce going, um, you can't wear that. Tell me why. 
It's really? a euphemism. You're not allowed to have euphemisms. I can't say, even say that <laughs> word. More in the news about Biden is so many gaffes and so many funny things that he says that he doesn't you know, intend to be funny. He's full of them. Yeah, full of them. I, I We probably could fill the whole show with Biden gaffes. Yes, and people have uh, put these little clips together of like 50 of them in one. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it takes three minutes, but they do short little clips. And they're, they're, I'm sure he's making them as we speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, if you kept track of all of his gaffes. <laughs> no, some of them are pretty funny. And, and a lot of them, though, I think it's just, I mean, look at how old the man is. Yep. And, and he's obviously got issues. Um, you know, heck, I, I, I occasionally forget where I put my car keys, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he forgets things. And the problem is when that happens, the, the thing you tend to want to do is just sort of improvise. And I don't think that he's capable of improvising no. and pulling it off no. and, and sound, he's, save, saving the day, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I agree. He, he doesn't have that capability. He just digs a different hole. And I will say, Scott and I've had this conversation where, you know, Mildly at first, you know, we kind of like felt a little bit bad. Like, yeah, we know he's obviously going through stuff. You know, his side wasn't um, accepting it, you know, or saying it out loud. Not honest about it. Right. And, but so I just got to the point of, you know what? They're putting him out. They know. And so I'm laughing away. I'm going to throw it right back at him because this is the president of the United States. And if they don't want to take responsibility for his issues, then. I might be a little bit heartless about it because that's what they're presenting to me. I didn't vote for that mask. Well, uh, well, my take on it is that he's the perfect puppet. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, They can throw him out there. People know who he is. He's been in the Senate for years and years and years. And whether or not you think he did anything worthwhile during those years, that's depends. Mm -hmm. But he's the perfect person (laughs) that they can use for the big head. They send him out there. How many times have we heard him? Go up there and say, okay, I'll speak to the press now. And he'll call out oh, a name. Absolutely. And it used to be everyone, you know, screamed, hey, Mr. President. And, and he'd point and he'd do a bunch of them, whoever it was. And he has specific questions for each of those people to ask yeah, them. He says, oh, I, I told him, you know, they told me to call who's on this list. Yep. And it's like, seriously? You're not supposed you're, to say that. admitted to that? <laughs> yep. And how about this? When the president's wife, not once, but... <laughs> at least five times run up to go save the president's ass yeah. like um we got to get out, get you out of here right yeah. now and he's like what but there's kids over there <laughs> you know i should have grabbed I gotta that sniff them. i should have grabbed that clip oh that, yeah that's that was really funny i i did grab one example of, of biden's kind of screw-ups because he he hosted and i don't know why his handlers idiots for doing this but he hosted two uh, town halls with CNN. One with, I want to say Anderson Cooper, and then this uh, particular clip came in from Don Lemon. Yes. And Biden yes. Biden was asked a question about about kids under 12 getting vaccinated, when it would be available, and he kind of loses track of his words, and Don Lemon tries to save him at the end, and then what cracks me up, and we didn't even catch this the first time that we saw it, but Don Lemon says, you mean the food and the FDA? And, and Biden says, yeah, the Federal Drug Administration, yeah. which, of course, it's the food and drug. <laughs> anyway, so here's the clip. Yes. Think about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. Yeah. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't the 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 experts say we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, is, 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 it's going to be. Another right. Uh, or, excuse me. We, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. You lost both That's injuries. underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means, you mean for the FDA? For the FDA. Yeah. So the what Federal you, Drug Administration. You, you, you said thanks, that thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> you know, he didn't even have to respond. Nobody asked him that question. He says. He just decided to like show his um, how to, smart he is. He had to save face. Exactly. <laughs> Which he did the opposite. But isn't that crazy, Chris? If, when you're able to watch these, though, you can look at the man. And it's like, you know, if you go to any nursing home where there's 70-year-olds, 80-year-olds, and they're just getting their oatmeal, okay? <laughs> where they're, they're looking excited. at it, and, and inside there, it's telling them, uh, what, what is this crap, you know? Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is it's, it's sort of like, oh, but this is what I get every day, you mm-hmm. know. And he was sitting there searching, like, okay, what I'm saying isn't sounding right to me. But 
he's still searching for the words. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and it's obvious that he's going down a road. He's not going to find the words. It, and yeah. then, then he thinks, okay, I figured it. And then he says something, and it's totally wrong. He pinballs yeah. off of an idea, and you could see it. I mean, if there was tire tracks, you could see him screech to a yeah. different direction. Like, And you know... Hey, you know, he like completely changes course, like, like he's searching. Yeah, the poor guy, he's not as quick as he used to be. If you look at a lot of his older, uh, well, I mean, even just less than 10 years ago, yeah. if you watch him back then, he's pretty sharp. Like, he can pull stuff out and change directions and find where he left off. It, he's not there anymore. Well, yeah, he, he got lost in the on the White House trying to get in. They were trying to like show him. He was trying to get through the back door. Or he something. does always look confused. You know, he walks around and it looks like he's kind of you know in this weird Oz. <laughs> well, more in in, in politics. So uh, we had COVID hit New York, Governor. Yeah. Andrew Cuomo, yeah, he killed a whole bunch of old people in nursing homes because of his yeah, policies. While um, writing a book, while winning awards, mm-hmm. and now guess what? Mm-hmm. He had to give that award back, and I think he has to pay back five million dollars for the book he wrote. Yeah, well, he was the love gl- uh, gov, wasn't he? Isn't that what they called him? The love glove, love, love gov. <laughs> oh, well, I will say he he was the love gov. I mean, he's the one that, that that's rolling around. You know, at his age with those pierced nipples. You oh know, my gosh. It was it was okay. not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. But he but he was just loved by so many people. So. He, they thought that, that he was this this great governor doing such a great job saving the city with, from COVID. And of course his brother, Chris Cuomo, came in and was totally <laughs> sarcastically impartial to you know what he was doing in, in New York. Well, they had like the Cuomo it seems like on the, on their on Chris's show that like his his brother would come in. They have like their Cuomo moments on the show, yeah. and it was just essentially kissing each other's butts on the yeah, show. It was really and, hard to watch, right? And at the same time, he's out there because of his actions and direction has been killing people, mm-hmm. you know, in the nursing homes. And it was a huge deal even during it. Nobody wanted to listen to it while it was happening. I mean, yeah it it mm-hmm. was a, it was a big deal. Do you guys recall? back during the time when he was doing all that and moving the people into the nursing homes and killing them. He was doing his daily sort of update. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to the responses. Again, it was more from the, the left media. But, oh, how presidential he was the, Yes, yes. And he was doing this in such a formal way that everyone, I mean, it was easy to look at and say, well, you know, I mean, he's really sort of impressive with all this stuff. Not knowing that most of the crap he's spewing out is just a bunch of lies, right? Right. But I mean, he he actually started rising, You're right? Because of of what was going on with COVID, and mm-hmm. there was talk about potentially huge, you know, things for him in politics. You're right. Yeah, it turns out his own party pushed him out. <laughs> well, when when you're the guy that's you know you know you have to like if you you're the guy that has to clean up nuclear waste and you're like I got this. And then you go shove it underneath some farmer's, you know, yeah. uh, land for the last, you know, you know, put it all under his land and then say, hey, I took care of it. Well, it's going to come back to get you. Well, so another interesting thing is that, of course, Andrew Cuomo's brother, Chris, was supporting him in the process when 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 the governor was getting pushed out with all this uh, sexual harassment charges and stuff. He was there writing his his speeches and, and his responses for the media and CNN allowed it to continue, and then eventually Chris Cuomo gets the boot as well. <laughs> right, and remember Chris Cuomo, he got the COVID, and he went home and quarantined mm-hmm. himself, and you know he had to make himself aware or known to his seven people that watch him that he's he's quarantined, and then he decides to venture out to go check on the house he's having built, and then some guy recognizes him and says, "Man, you have COVID. What are you doing out here?" And he he gets in his face and turns out to be quite an asshole to him. Mm-hmm. And the guy with the the guy on the bike, well, he didn't take it so well. You know, not everybody get, gets pushed around by people because they think that they have a they're a celebrity. Nobody really cares mm-hmm. that you're a celebrity much yeah. anymore. It seems like, yeah. but but that was a big deal. You know, he took he took COVID just as serious as his brother. Mm-hmm. You know, they're above everybody else. They don't have to deal with everybody else's. They don't have to deal with. They don't have to comply like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Well, like so many other politicians, we've seen it down in California with their governor and with Nancy Pelosi going into the right. salon 
Right. None of them think that this they're they're in another level as far as they're concerned, and they don't feel like they have to obey the same rules right. that they put us. Under. So I think it was somebody in California. Please enlighten me if you know. But the lady who got caught in the back singing and dancing, and she, and she she um, I don't know if she's the governor somewhere in California, and she didn't have her mask on, and they interviewed her about it, and she goes, well, yeah, yeah, you know, I was just celebrating, but I was eating, and, and we're like, we see your video, and she's just lying, and it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember yeah. the remember the folks from Texas that were avoiding a vote on some sort of voting bill? They escaped Texas and flew oh. to D.C., and they were, you know, everyone was That's having right. a great time, That's unmasked. Right. You know, you see a little case of beer yep. sitting in. I remember <laughs> and, that. And, you know, of course, people are saying how irresponsible they were because they weren't masked up. Right. And, oh, you know, they're all vaccinated. It's fine. And then they find out <laughs> well, soon after that they get COVID. Yep. <laughs> Several of them. And, yeah, and yeah. You, I think it was 2021 <laughs> this year that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Didn't Obama have a party? Mm-hmm. It was this year. And, oh, yeah. and they found out that it's, and I wish I could remember the word, word but it was like, it was like, if you're at a certain class, you don't get it. So, you know, because they get mm-hmm. to go party. And these are people that are, think of themselves are very powerful people. Well, you would think that those would be the people that would protect themselves because they are so important. Well, and, and AOC at the uh, Met Gala. Yes. With her tax the rich dress. Oh. Un- unmasked. Yeah. Yep. Eh, it's just it's, ridiculous. Uh, yes. 2021 is... What, what what's the, what's a word that would describe it like hypocrisy? I mean, mm-hmm. it's that's so much of it. Yeah, agreed. I, but it, it's hard because twenty twenty was also that way, right? And what do you think twenty twenty two is going to be? Oh God! <laughs> or excuse me, you know, they, I, I want to look on the bright side also. here. <laughs> All right, let's look on the bright side, yeah. Scott. At the end of the show, I'll try and, and muster up some bright side. All right, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> and maybe Chris has something. <laughs> one of the one of the other big headlines. Uh, that happened this year in, I want to say, August time was the pullout of Afghanistan. Mm, that, that was a terrible, terrible... That was a terrible... That pissed me off. Yeah, yeah it was a pretty big, pretty big disaster. Guess what? There's still... How about this? Shame on me. It's not over. There's still people there struggling and dealing and probably never got to come home yet. Well, you know? it's interesting you, you bring that up because I, I have a clip that Biden's responding to about you know leaving people behind that he wouldn't. Uh, you want to see that clip? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it makes me mad. Uh, okay, so Dave, you're going to have to say this guy's last name because I always call him Snuffleupagus. Oh, I was going to let you. I thought you did well. Uh, Stephanopoulos? Uh, Stephanopoulos. Stephan- Stephan- go. Good go. job. <laughs> I practiced. <laughs> I'm impressed. And are you committed to making sure that the troops stay until every American who wants to be out yes. is out? Yes. How about our Afghan allies? Does the commitment hold for them as well? The commitment holds to get everyone out that, in fact, we can get out and everyone should come out. And that's the objective. That's what we're doing now. That's the path we're on. And I think we'll get there. So Americans should understand that troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August 31st. But if we don't, the if, troops will if stay. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. And <laughs> and if there are American force, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the year, and they're still there. And the people that have made um, there's there are some people that went in and made progress to get people out, and it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Glenn Beck and his oh gosh, what was it Mercury One? I can't remember which organization that Glenn Beck is associated with. He was actually there right. trying to get people yes, out. Yes, yes. And it turns out the State Department was not very helpful in the process. Absolutely. They they interfere. In fact, they they interfere in everything. I, I got to go back to, um, do you remember the, I don't remember the year, but we had the oil leak in the middle of the ocean, mm-hmm. and it was pumping out millions and millions of gallons or barrels, whatever, a day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin Costner had a way to fix it, to go out and at least help with, with the contamination, and they wouldn't allow him there. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a handle on it, but they wouldn't allow people to go in and at least, how about this, this is our Earth too, all hands on deck, right? Mm-hmm. Not sit there and say, you can't, you're not allowed because you, we have red tape. Nobody has red tape in this situation. Everybody get in there and get, get it done. Mm-hmm. And it should be like this too. 
And, and that's what they were doing is holding yeah. up people that are willing to go. I mean, some of our senators, if I have that right, mm-hmm. wanted to go in and I think did. They did. Yep. They flew kind of undercover Why they, and yep. didn't tell anyone that they were doing it because they yep. wanted to go and see for themselves the disaster that was the pullout yep. of Afghanistan. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Biden, it, it was so bad it felt intentional. Biden is still here with, uh, with George in his little interview uh, talking about, you know, <laughs> if he made any mistakes in that, in that uh, withdrawal. Of course and, not. Yeah, of course he doesn't admit to any of that. His first interview since the U.S. troop withdrawal from Afghanistan. And George, we know you pressed the president on the aftermath of that withdrawal, those frantic scenes at the Kabul airport, thousands of Americans and Afghans desperate to escape as the Taliban tightens its grip. Yeah, that's right, Amy. And the president promised for the first time that the U.S. military would stay as long as it takes to get all Americans out. He was also defiant, insisting we had to get out now, admitting no mistakes. Back in July, you said a Taliban takeover was highly unlikely. Was the intelligence wrong, or did you downplay it? There was no consensus. You go back and look at the intelligence reports. They said that it was more likely to be sometime by the end of the year. You didn't put a timeline out when you said it was highly unlikely. You just said flat out it's highly unlikely the Taliban would take over. Yeah. Well, the question was whether (laughs) or not the idea that the Taliban would take over was premised on the notion that uh, that somehow the 300,000 troops we had trained and equipped was going to just collapse. They were going to give up. I don't think anybody anticipated that. Senator McConnell said it was a predictable that the Taliban was going to take over. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back at that, knowing what we know now, right. you know he was lying about all this. Oh, absolutely. Like, like Chris said, he's the perfect puppet. Mm-hmm. He's just out there just saying whatever um, somebody told him to say, and that's why he screws it all up, because he's not saying what he it feels. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have anything to go back on to find the words, because... Oh, they didn't tell me um, what happens if they moved here or did this move. <laughs> you know, don't question me. I'm the president. Come on. Um, oh my, well, yep, brisket, brisket is, is done. It's done. Well, yeah, but also, guys. I mean, let's face it. However many years he's been a politician, mm-hmm. he is a proven professional politician. Yes. And the thing they do best is lie. Yes. And I, I mean, I'm sorry if that sounds cynical, but um, it's it's a fact. They're in there to accomplish whatever it is their agenda is. Yeah. Whatever's going and, and their agenda is to get reelected every every time that's the election comes out. Right. It's not to make our lives better. That's it's that's, to get reelected. And so they're gonna do whatever it takes to do that. And if it means they gotta lie or put a spin on something, that's what they're gonna yeah, do. Yeah, I agree. I mean that's why you'll say, I I thought you weren't for abortion. Well I'm not. Well I am now because those guys are gonna vote for me. So but now I'm not an abortion because those guys are going to vote for me, so that's why they're always fishtailing. You can't, you can't, you can hardly get a uh, somebody to stick to their beliefs. On it's on hard something. to find a, a, you know, a really ethical, responsible yeah. politician, yeah, one that's, that's right. not going to lie to you. Uh, there are, I, I, I mean, to be honest, I think Jim Jordan is probably my favorite. He's and Rand Paul; those two, I think, probably um, do the very best at being honest in yeah. in what they're saying, and, and do represent, I think, the people. I think but, there's a few good winners out there, but unfortunately, if I have to just generalize, man, flush them all. I, yeah. but it sucks because I know there's some people that are trying to do a good job, you know. I, but but there's just nobody out there seeming. Seem, it doesn't seem like anybody's out there actually taking doing action. Seems like people just want to keep talking about it more than accomplishing yeah, something. There are very few people who are actually yeah. action oriented. Right. Uh, let's take a let's take a quick break. We'll come right back and talk a little bit about the crime rate and how bad it's getting. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, we'll be right back. Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great too. Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, nevertoserious.com, or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. Okay, we are back. So, interesting turn of events for the crime rate. Yeah. It's skyrocketing. Yeah. You guys notice that? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think it's great to some people and bad for others. It's bad for us, right? But... I mean, this is a win for some people. I mean, people could go into a store, rip them off up to 900 bucks, and not even have a, be- a get a ticket for That's it. That's true. And so 
I, it's a it's a good deal, I guess. Chris, have you been in this area for a while? Uh, well, I was born and raised in the Portland area. Mm-hmm. I lived uh, for six years out in Boston and Philadelphia, where mm-hmm. there's no crime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then I moved back here, you know, come back home, and this mm-hmm. is where I'm going to stay now. But uh, no, I, I've been here for a while. You've seen it like this before? Uh, you know what? There, there's been pockets of times back, uh, I want to say in like the 70s, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. where I've seen things. Usually where we saw a big spike in crime in the Portland area mm-hmm. was when gangs moved into the area. Mm. Uh, the Bloods, the Crips were the mm-hmm. first ones. They decided to expand up here. We didn't really have gang problems mm-hmm. in, the, in the Northwest. Now yeah. the homeless took over. What's up? And, and then when they came, we saw a huge increase in mostly uh, murders. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was mostly, you know, gang members killing gang members with a few innocents, right. you know, bystanders getting shot. I want to say in the 90s, when, when I was, uh, you know, pretty small kid, the, uh, the, the church that I was going to basically had this big uh, service for families and to warn families about the incoming gangs and the Bloods and the Crypts. And and I remember there was a special speaker that came in and talked about, uh, you know, do-rags and, and the different, you know, colors that you should not allow your kids to wear in public because yeah. they were so concerned about the increase in gangs. Yeah, and it was blue or red at yep. the time. Because, mm-hmm. again, the Bloods and Crypts were the, the ones that first came here, and then you started having... Other gangs come right, in, right? Uh, and now it's basically you know whatever race your neighborhood is, that's mm-hmm. going to be your gang. There is a, that's their home area. Wasn't there shoes like the, the BKs? You can't wear the. Yep, somebody yeah. was downtown Portland wear some BKs and they got <laughs> beat up because they had the blood killers. Yeah, that's and right. Yeah. Yeah. On top of it, in high school, oh, and so it was dumb. funny. I I went to part one of the many high schools I went to was here in Sandy High School, and that's. A relatively redneck, hick, you know, a school, mm-hmm. and I'm not bad mouthing it. I went, and um, but when they told us, told us, oh, you got to have that red bandana on. I was like, really? Come on, we we have a black dude here that has a cowboy hat on, you know, yeah. and and then on top of that, you remember you, you people would wear suspenders or overalls and they would have one undone mm-hmm. you couldn't do that you have to have both buckled up because that's gang related everything was gang related <laughs> and i think that half the stuff they did that you that you did in school that they don't like you know there's no gum in class that's gang related get rid of it you know this is like using, everything is racist is now. Every, that's what yeah. i was getting to so now now they're going racist you know so uh, it awesome. is interesting the the times uh, and some of that is 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 being opportunistic mm-hmm. yep. you know hey this is in the news uh let's take advantage of it and let's bring in some rules here that you know get us back under control i was looking at some of the statistics and just in general for oregon because for us we're kind of well we're we've been in the thick of a lot of the riots and stuff in portland area and it's kind of moved to the outskirts and and, right uh, and it spiked a lot i'm glad you got some yeah so and these numbers came from right around october i couldn't find anything for just here the late end of the of the year But they were talking about there were 67 homicides by October of 2021. And they said that that broke the all-time record, which was set in 1987. Wow. Did you catch what that record was? Uh, Well, it was 66. Oh, oh. Yeah. And and again, this was back in October. And I think I've heard on the news some other deaths since then. So this number is probably even higher. So we've got a record this year. And then total crime, they said 124% higher in Oregon than the national average. And that's just the recorded stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not everybody turns in that their car got broken into or, or you know, they got assaulted on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people just yeah. move along. This was total crime. Violent crime is up 35% over the national average. That's fair. It doesn't surprise me. This one really actually d- does not surprise me. It's a huge number. Property crime up 142% uh, over the national average. Does not surprise me considering you you drive through just about anywhere and you're going to see massive amount of homelessness, these yep. broken down caravans. What, what do you think? Tent uh, cities. Downtown Portland. They probably took a lot of that from downtown Portland. The Antifug went down there and destroying mm-hmm. all their, you know, they have to break in all those windows and that's millions of dollars of it, uh, property damage. Mm-hmm. Well, we, and we've talked about this. We have an episode right here. That uh, you can you can go back and, and listen to Ted Cruz rip apart Rachel Rollins. She's a prosecutor, I think, from Massachusetts that 
doesn't prosecute crimes. And he went through a whole list yep. of things that she won't prosecute. And of course she, I think she's been, um, I think she's now got a federal position. I well, think of course they, she did her job. She was successful. Yeah. But I mean, that, that's the, that's the reason that a lot of this stuff is happening. I mean, Oregon's really bad because they also don't have prosecutors who do much, but they're also just not arresting people as well, much. Well, wasn't it 2021 that they allowed, uh, like, um, the drugs here in Oregon? Was it was decriminalized? It decriminalized the drugs? All, so many drugs? Yeah, I think they voted that in last, uh, gosh. I think it was late 2020. Is that right? Well, uh, And then we talked about me. it. I think we talked about it on a podcast in 2021. Is that right? Well, maybe that seems like, see, I'm in that time warp. I could be, I could be wrong. No, I'm pretty sure it was during the November election. Yeah. When they made heroin. Legal. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Some other stuff. Yep. As long, as long as you got enough to share, you're okay. You're mm-hmm. like, it's like that when you're in school, you know, I see. Did you bring enough for everybody? <laughs> well, if you didn't bring enough for everybody, you're in trouble, buddy. Well, they're just trying to decriminalize things, but then it just creates more crime in other areas. That we have to deal with, and the people mm-hmm. that have to deal with it will get in trouble because they dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Well, we did, we did an episode on homelessness, and I thought that we, we talked about it, in a way that I think is probably pretty informational, uh, maybe a little educational, came up with some some ideas that maybe would help with the homeless problem. But ultimately, what it came down to is just that that there are rules against camping out on the street, and they're just not being enforced. And seeing property crimes go up by 142% totally makes sense. You can see these apartment complexes and housing developments with tent cities in what used to be a green space. Absolutely, yes. Well, you, over in Vancouver is an example. You also have your local city governments that are like saying, okay, you know what, this is a situation. Let's try to bring it under control a little bit by giving a space for them to camp out. <laughs> over near Mall Tool or uh, Vancouver Mall, mm-hmm. they designated a big, huge of section of the did. parking lot and made it, and they have a fancy, nice name for it, but it's, it's basically a yes. place for you to camp out. And doing what I do up in Vancouver uh, right now for a job, I'm all over the city, and I see that area, and it's just become a cesspool. Yeah, right. It, it, that was part of our concern about that is that now our tax dollars are enabling them. We are going through and cleaning up behind them. We're giving them spaces to be without being, um, you know, bothered. Or, you know, we can't be upset at. You know, but they they make facilities that they can now go and get clean and all, and which is neat. You know, there's people that are, are trying to struggle to get by so they don't have to be homeless. But these, a lot of these people that we've discussed are people that gave up, mm-hmm. trying to hide from something. I mean, I know there's some homeless people that are in need, and there's mentally ill people that are in need. But the, the reason why the population has grown so much is because there's just a bunch of drug addicts, freaking Ill, mentally ill yeah. people that are not getting taken care of. Well, I, I just even comparing some of the, the stats from Oregon and San Francisco, Oregon, well, not Oregon, but Portland is in many cases just as bad as San Francisco. can't believe that. Isn't that something? It, we were always never even close to what they're dealing with, ever. Well, but, we are starting to see more of those, those smash-and-grab robberies yeah. in, in the Portland area. I, I've seen a lot of videos on, online from, right? from different places that uh, you know people just come in in droves and uh, grab whatever they can, and there's nothing that anyone can do about it. Right. And in fact... We've seen some videos where folks that are that that work for whatever the business is comes out to to stop them. They get in, in trouble. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. They they even will get fired. That's right for stepping in yep. and trying to protect property. Yeah, it's definitely gone the wrong direction. We seriously need better leadership. Um, moving on, you guys notice things are costing a little bit more these days. No, I haven't noticed that at all. Yeah, yeah. It's like I go in. And I get should a, get... ask your wife, Dave. <laughs> you don't spend hardly any money. I gotta tell you, I went to the store the other day, and I don't do that. And I went to go buy something, and okay, I went to go get some gin. And <laughs> so I go to a store that I don't, I don't go to them, and I bring some, and I sit it there, and I go to pay for it. So I find my my card, and then I slide it. Ugh. Wrong way. Slide it. <laughs> and then this, thank God, this is an old, old, old lady. She goes, oh, honey, no, no. Do you have one of those chip things? I'm like, I do. Shove it in there. Damn it. This way. <laughs> and then it's like, as she goes, okay, you got to put in your code. I go, oh, 
code. Um, so I put in the code, not even the code. Now I'm like panicking. I'm sorry, I don't know the code. And so I had to call my wife so I could get the code. Luckily, I did remember before, and I did brag. I go, look, look, I did remember. Hey, look, I look, here's my, my pin. <laughs> uh, well, I, I just showed, like, my it's wife so hasn't funny. responded yet. Uh. And, and I go, because I was proud that I remembered on my own. And then, so I finally get out of there, and she was like, and I said, I'm really embarrassed right now. She goes, oh, honey, it's okay. <laughs> and then as I was leaving, there was another customer that she goes, you know what? Maybe I should get the door for you. I'm like, oh, shit. Get me out of here. I do not. I just make it. I don't want to. I'm bad at spending it. Too many people are taking care of you, Dave. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, things that def- sound too good for me. <laughs> things definitely have, have gone up. I, I, I saw some, some other stats about inflation rates. And, you know, there are certain parts of, of our society that you don't experience the increase in cost nearly as much. Uh, certain areas you feel it way more, like gasoline prices. Yeah. Gas prices are up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. In Oregon, they're dang near four dollars. They are four seventy nine. Or whoops, three seventy nine is mm-hmm. I think what I always end up. Getting. Yeah, the, the increase in the last year has been seventy percent. They said. Hell, you go get a burger <laughs> from true. like Carl's Juniors or Sonic. You're spending like seven bucks to eight bucks just for a burger. No, yeah. I don't want the meal. I can't afford the meal. <laughs> It's it's unbelievable. Like it is. I'm going to tell you. Here you go. We, we, everybody should know that breakfast is the cheapest cheapest bre- uh, meal to make. And we went out to breakfast, and hell, if it wasn't, I think we spent twenty four dollars on my dinner, my my breakfast, and it was like a seventy dollar breakfast for three. <laughs> yeah, it's not cheap to go out. And it's like you want a tip? No, I don't know if we could do that. <laughs> I I mean I it is it's it's outrageous. Um I I heard that the infl- the uh the inflammation inf- yeah the in- <laughs> inflation rate I'm reading numbers and forgetting what I'm saying uh is currently at 6.8% across the board in the US. That's the number that they're coming up with. Okay, I was going to say that's the number they're coming up with. Mm-hmm. Boy, it doesn't yeah. feel like that. This was from uh trading uh let's see tradingeconomics.com and that's the highest rate since 1982. Yeah, but I, I think the real thing is how quickly it got to that point. Okay, that could be fair. Because really, mm-hmm. it hasn't been that long ago when inflation sort of started becoming, you know, a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they were talking about if we keep this up, we're going to start seeing inflation. And then all of a sudden, when it kicked in, it was not like here. It was like it shoo, straight up, mm-hmm. you know, and start going. And I, I, I talked to my son at that time. I said, you know, I don't know if you remember when you were younger. But a country called Brazil had what they called hyperinflation to where it got like in the 80s, 90 percent and their, do- their, their money was worthless. And mm-hmm. eventually they figured it out uh, and they got it under control. But, you know, the way things are going, if Biden continues to be in there and they do build it back better or whatever mm-hmm. and all these other things, we could start going into hyperinflation. Beef up 20 percent, chicken up 37 percent. Yeah, it's getting more expensive for sure. And like Chris mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is the beginning. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah, it's it's spiking. Chris, you were saying, you know, about Brazil, Venezuela, oh, same thing. Yeah. You know, they they went through major inflation. It was crazy how much money it <laughs> it costs just to get the very basics, the milk right. and eggs and that sort of thing. We have experienced another increase in the national deficit as well. We're Don't over... you bring up that freaking page again? <laughs> I won't show you the debt clock, Dave. Oh, have you ever seen that? But, Chris? but we are, but we are over twenty nine trillion now in in uh, national debt, and uh, I am not sure how to fix that. If you want to see something really scary, go to the the, the uh, clock, and then fast forward it, because you can fast forward it because it will take the current rates of increase and then project it out. Okay. And I think I want to say that it was a ten year increase uh maybe a 10-year increase in time and it was at 45 trillion dollars and that and that has and that's probably not adding to it you know what i mean and they're going to be adding it's or, the current or taking yeah. away i don't even know how to say it but yeah, yeah that, that's the that's it progressing as it is now current rate not yeah. how it could progress five years from now mm-hmm. and real quick these are numbers that they used to say Oh, we'll never get there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those, those, no, quit being silly. When we when we yeah. talk about billions, 
like what we we would talk about thousands now mm-hmm. billions is a normal conversation now yeah, yeah, trillions yeah. used to be unheard of you know like what the t word yeah. we're going to soon have to be talking about the next one whatever the hell yeah. that is well real real quick cuz we are going to run out of time here this was also a year of 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 documents talking about ufo's right and i got to tell you and dave you love this topic because it's a big deal i'm not even talking about little green men they're big and gray, I heard. No, but I, they're, you know, at least as a kid, you know, I, you always hear about things and, you know, and you don't know what to believe. And when they get to come out and actually find these, and after, I'm, I'm older now, and I feel like I've already made my decision on, okay, man, I know there's some UFOs. I know there's a lot of BS too. And, um, and all they are, are unidentified flying objects that doesn't mean that they're green or aliens doesn't mean they're not but (laughs) but i love that they finally said it so i don't have to feel like i'm crazy anymore and and it's very amazing what these things do and Mm -hmm. it's documented and that means there's more things to see and I appreciate that. I mean, I know they're probably just covering up something else so we don't look, hey, UFOs are real. I'll tell you that now so you don't look at this over here. But still, it's a big deal. Well, right? they're, they're releasing more. Admit it. Yeah, there's releasing more information. There are some pilots that have come out and talk about, about things. Uh, there's a, a story in, in the uh, New York Times uh, from November. Washington, the Pentagon, the Pentagon on Tuesday announced a new group to investigate reports of Unidentified aerial phenomena. Yes. That's what they're calling them these yeah. days. UAP, or I can't remember they call them something else now. Yep, no, that's right. UAPs. And, and, and they're just being more public about it. I remember having conversations a while back where it was like, you know, if aliens do exist, maybe we shouldn't know about it because there's going to be a mass panic or, or whatever. I really think the more good information you can get out, the better. I think the pandemic is one of those things. The more good information that you can get out, the better off the population is. Right. I think when there's mystery and people are, are holding stuff back, that's when there becomes more panic. And, and of course, people going into tribalism and, and they're picking the camp that they're going to identify with. And, and then there's fighting everywhere. It's just ridiculous. I think in this case, the more information, the better. Yep. I agree with you, but let's let's look back at the time when, and and I was excited when they started all of a sudden having the Air Force pilots and stuff that were, it was okay for them to talk about things they'd seen and witnessed. Because, you know, okay, you know, maybe we're going to start making some inroads and we're going to actually see something. We're going to be able to get meet, you know, General Z from whatever. (laughs) That's right. he's, He's been, you know, part of the Air Force all these years. But... I also got to say, look back when all this started being allowed to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And now look at the whole picture of what's going on in our lives. And sometimes there's a reason why they bring out the shiny yep. thing. And saying, oh, look, mm-hmm. you know, we finally got video of what we're pretty sure is not some guy in a Bigfoot costume, but actually Bigfoot walking around <laughs> in boring Oregon. Okay. <laughs> Don't look over here no more. Look at right, Bigfoot. Right, right. And I mean, I'm sorry. I, and I know that. I hate that that's so true. But yes. I, I really get concerned when I hear news, exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are they trying to divert my attention? No, I, and yeah. to be fair, I know that's what they're doing. But I happen to like this. this, this and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and, and it, it also, like, feeds my curiosity of it, too. You know, mm-hmm. Make, you know if, if, if the if the pilots get to come out and talk about things and they're verifying that, uh, yep, they were saying that they're true, then it makes me go back, well, I thought there were some astronauts that said there was some funny stuff going on in the moon. Mm-hmm. Well, are they going to say that that's right, too? Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot. It's an interesting place to kind of dive into and get serious into. Uh, we've talked about doing another podcast that has more in-depth into some of this stuff because it is terribly interesting. And there's this whole like community that that's what they thrive on. Well, yeah, I think it was, um, Oh goodness. Marco Rubio. That was, uh, was getting interviewed and he's like, yeah, we have a bunch of these UFOs flying over our bases. We'd like to know what the hell they are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to say that shit out loud, yeah. buddy. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, I like, think like, who are they? Who's, who has this technology? And, and, you know, I think drones are becoming much more sophisticated and I think we're starting to see more drone, uh, 
activity in different places well, and sometimes kind of move like that, well sure it? i'm just saying that the sighting numbers are are increasing and i think probably because there is more drone activity sure. and you know some drones are not the standard dji ones that we have you know no drones they're are still chinese amazing. made but they're not dji <laughs> uh mo- moving on uh facebook announced that they were going to change their name to Meta. Yeah, short for Meta Kami. <laughs> Meta Kami. I think it's Metaverse. Uh, uh, I, I think Microsoft and some other tech companies have come out and talked about the Metaverse, and, and Facebook is, is diving in with both feet. They're, right. they're changing their, their parent company from just Facebook, and Facebook is now just a product of Meta. And I don't know, did you guys ever see the, the thing about uh, Mark Zuckerberg announcing this move? And demonstrating the VR. Yes. Yeah. Did it freak you out at all? I, I don't like. I don't like it. I, yeah. I, I'm, I feel like I'm old fashioned. Where I just think I always think of Wall E, Wall E. Mm-hmm. You know the show yeah. that we're going to be in those hover things. You know, <laughs> floating around. You know where our arms are getting. We just soaking into, stuck into our body mm-hmm. where we can't even move. Everyone's and, got cankles, right? And and I feel that that. <laughs> We're not going to, and I've seen movies that people are just in their home and living in a whole new world. Mm-hmm. And I don't like how I see the kids are out there these days mm-hmm. because they don't leave, you know, we say basement dwellers and those aren't even kids. These are like 20, 30 year old people now. And, mm-hmm. and there's no, I feel like it's going to take ambition away. I think there's going to be something to do. I, yes, I agree with you in, on those points, but I think there's also going to be this new opportunity for gathering uh, information about the population who's in these these virtual worlds, because we're already Facebook and other companies already track so much user data and sell it and use it for advertising, targeting other things. Yep. I think this is just that's, another opportunity. Yeah, another opportunity for people to then gather more information about about folks. Yeah, because they're going to live a second life within this. Metaverse. They're going to give up their one life and take. And only go to this one. Yeah. I mean, there's just, I, you know, it's like all the cool technology that comes out and it is primarily used for something good, but then it seems like it always tips over and then it's more negative. Social media, I thought was pretty badass at the time. And now I feel like it's more negative to people than it is good. Yeah. You know, that's as an example. Yeah. Chris, but, have you seen well, a lot of this? Yeah, I have. And, and with social media, you're right. I mean, when it first came out, it was all this new technology, and it was pretty cool what it made possible. I mean, we saw things, and I don't remember the, but the something springs over in the Middle East when you know Egypt mm-hmm. and all these other countries started. The people yeah. started, you know, saying, "Hey, we want a little bit more freedom," mm-hmm. and they were using, uh, you know, multi, the the internet uh, to be able to communicate and the coordinate a- right? and springs. organize. Yeah, Arab, Arab Springs. And I thought, you know what, this is exciting how they're using this technology to be able to become more powerful as a voice right but eventually it gets abused there you go and abused is the right i mean how many times do we now see a a conversation on there and you look at it and say oh i wonder what people are having to say and it turns into just this ugly mess of name calling (laughs) and abusiveness and now of course meta or or Mm -hmm. facebook has decided oh well we're going to make it better for you and they go on there and they block yep all these comments and stuff i have to go on there now and it's like Oh, there was only one comment to that posting I did, and it's there's categories, and I'll push all comments, and then there they are, and I'm like, oh, why are you hiding this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 so. ridiculous, and I'm shocked I haven't gotten, I mean, banned necessarily. <laughs> I don't I don't really go off the board, but I don't know. It's it's crazy. I, it doesn't make sense to me. I like here's mm-hmm. here's when I I posted somebody had this really cool flashlight, and I'm like, oh, that's. Oh, that's a flashlight? Oh, I thought it was something else. And they removed it because it, yeah. looked, it looked like a flashlight. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I didn't even say that. It didn't say bad at all. They could have thought that I thought it looked like a Matchbox car. Mm-hmm. But they still took it down. I'm like, you took it down. Yeah. Well, this And that's a norm for 2021, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. This has been a year of censorship for sure. Censorship. Yeah. And hypocrisy. That's a, those, those are two good words to describe 2021. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some famous deaths, some folks that we lost this year. And, you know, there's some folks that, that you know, maybe we know or, you know, are, or at least notable. 
Um, I, I feel like you're implying something with me in the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, you you probably know uh, some of these folks. I, I'm, I'm older than you guys, so yeah. yes, I think I know them all. Yeah, uh, I, I remember Peter Scolari from um, from the the New Heart show. That's yeah. old school. Yeah, and then uh, from Booze and Buddies. Right. He was he was right there with Tom Hanks. I, I really enjoyed that show. It was hilarious. They were uh, cross dressers living together in a female. Was it apartment complex? <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not really sure. They cross dressed, no, just, so they could have, a so they could live there. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, rapper DMX. Oh, that's big news, huh, Dave? Yeah, yeah. yeah Prince Philip died, and uh, let's see, Rush Limbaugh, big figure in yeah. conservative talk radio. Yep. The um, probably the original. He was the greatest of all time. Yep. Goat, right? Yeah. Uh, Larry Flint. Well, a hustler. Did he? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he had a lot of things going it, on in him. So at 78. <laughs> um, quite, a, quite a life. We're a little bit past this particular age group, I think. But uh, Dustin Diamond, Screech, Screech, from Saved by the Bell. That's right. Died that of, was this uh, cancer. Year? Yeah. That's crazy. I really felt that that was like two years ago. I'm yeah. telling you, this whole time yeah. thing is... Cloris Leachman. She's a... Yeah. An old a- actress. Um, she was on the remake movie of uh, Beverly Hillbillies. She played, hmm. uh, you know, Granny. Right. Oh, be darn. Yeah. She was kind of a funny actress. Uh, Larry King died. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baseball great Hank Aaron died. Oh, I didn't hear that one. Yeah. 86. Yeah. Oh, that's a good life, man. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of him. Uh, and it's Siegfried from Siegfried and Roya. Roy, he, uh, you know, lion tamer. Was he the one that got magician chewed up by the one tiger? Or? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So. Nope. Yeah. Now, uh, one of my favorite, and this makes me a little sad, but Norm Macdonald died, and uh, he, I was doing prep for for one of our podcasts, and I was up kind of late, got done, and was doing some some grabbing clips from YouTube, and ran into some Norm Macdonald. <laughs> Yeah. stuff and i got sucked into watching i mean i probably wasted two hours watching a whole bunch of different oh, stuff from him wasted and then and then i wake up the next morning and the announcement he died oh so very oh, random right. yeah so i stopped watching funny people yeah <laughs> thank uh, you for fair I, 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 <laughs> I might wake up and they're dead i definitely liked his humor <laughs> well i wanted to play i wanted to close out the show and play a couple of clips from him because he had such a great sense of humor i identify with his humor because it's you know he makes kind of stupid dad jokes sometimes but he wasn't afraid to to make fun of different things and the way that he talked about women in a funny way you just can't get away with it anymore well this is some of the best i think from from norm mcdonald all right let's hear it you had a look of surprise on your face even when this woman said well you know norm was supposed to be my guide through saturday my Night god did anyone t- inform you that you were her guide <laughs> no 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 there no. was no such mentoring program at saturday Night Live, was it uh, no she came in directly after me so i wouldn't be her m- mentor yeah i'm not gonna guide any lady through comedy that would take me uh first of all i'd have to figure out how a lady could do comedy <laughs> 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 oh gosh so funny i mean you can't get away with that that kind of humor anymore mm. uh but there's more i'm sure <laughs> this clip is from conan o'brien and norm is a guest and he just kind of makes jokes you know while he's sitting on the couch waiting for these other actors and actresses to to do their interview right and he is going back and forth with conan o'brien and Conan is like, you know, finally we get this other guest out. They start talking to this other guest. She's putting on this movie. And Conan throws a little jab back at, um, at, uh, at Norm MacDonald. There's this movie coming out. Yes. Title undetermined at this point. Chairman of the board. Oh, all right. Do something with that, you freak. <laughs> I, I bet the board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> so funny conan goes crazy it's it's hilarious because he's like oh, i got you on this one no no, no you don't no <laughs> norm set him back. up <laughs> yeah that's norm so truly is a one of a kind whether yeah. you like him or not he is definitely he yeah. has his own style uh so this this next one this is from saturday night live <laughs> and it what cracks me up about it is again he's kind of digging on on women 
but he's doing it on a platform of Saturday Night Live where he's got a live studio and you can hear the reaction of the studio. Who are safer drivers, men or women? Well, according to a new survey, 55% of adults feel that women are most responsible for minor fender benders, while 78% blame men for most fatal crashes. Please note that the percentages in these pie graphs do not add up to 100% because the math was done by a woman. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> for those of you hissing at that joke, it should be noted that that joke was written by a woman. Oh. So, now you don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> And there's like three people that did one clap on that. No, I'm just kidding. We don't hire women. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh that's so and, and funny. That, this is what, in the 83? I mean, how do you think this would fly today? Oh, it's yeah. so funny. Well, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, the stuff that he got away with um, it was really funny. But he, he was battling cancer for years mm. and didn't tell anyone yeah. about it. But uh, Norm MacDonald, we will miss you. Yep, that's for sure. All right, uh, let's wrap up the show. Yep. Chris, it's been great to have you on the show. Well, thanks yeah, for thanks for me. coming. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely drag you out and, and make you sit here in the chair again and join us. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll have you in the new studio. Yeah, yeah, looking forward that, to that. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can find more information at our website. NeverTooSerious.com. And you can send us an email. At mailbag at NeverTooSerious. Yeah, and find us on social media. We are at the NTS Podcast on Twitter, Getter, and Parlor. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, but I can't do more than on one hand, so I leave yeah. it up to you. Okay. After some cue cards. Yeah. I've already brought that up. I'm yeah. not going to add more, although producer E wants us on Instagram. And I just, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, thanks again for listening and watching. If you're catching us on YouTube, please uh, put some comments in the comment section below. We would love to interact with you. And hit that like and subscribe button if you're just catching the podcast. You can catch us all kinds of places, but give us a five-star review Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and now on Spotify. Spotify. Yes. All right. Until we see you next time, take care. And be safe.